Hey everybody, welcome to Spiritual Side Notes. Uh, we are here with you on a Friday night, and um, we actually have a friend with us, Mr. Zach actually Ellens. We have a friend. I'm glad you added the with us. We what? actually have a friend. Oh, yeah. I, that did sound a little weird. Anywho, uh, Zach Ellens is with us. Zach is a friend who we met at church and who faithfully listens to our podcast. Yeah, so if you listen faithfully, you've heard us give Zach shout out. That's true. No less than five times, probably. Probably something like that. From Athalia, mm. a couple of times, I think. And then... Yeah. Good old Athalia. Good old Athalia. Yep. She's hilarious. Well, hi, Zach. Hey. Hi, how are you, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well... Doing good. <laughs> How you doing? Good. <laughs> good. Uh, so we're going to talk about missions mm-hmm. and travel overseas, other cultures, all within uh, 12 and a half minutes. So Ooh, short um, podcast. yeah, we're going to do it. Do it really Lickety quick tonight. Split. Lickety split. That's a good phrase. Um, but in all seriousness, I spent some time in Guatemala for a year. How many years ago was that you were down there? 2016. So, and how many other, how many, however long ago that was, I don't know. Yeah, time's all relative. Six six years ish, (laughs) Uh, five and a half, six years. And then, how many more times have you been to Guatemala? Um, I've been there probably six or seven other times. Okay, cool. Through my church growing up, Mm -hmm. and I went there for an internship in college, and then just visiting friends. Mm -hmm. So, realistically, probably more like eight or nine times total. Wow, wow, that's really cool. So uh, that's kind of the focus on tonight, but um, or whenever you listen to this this morning, whenever you're you're tuning in. Um, but first, do you have a an Athalia quote or a Hagen quote oh. or activity or anything? Yes. Okay. So Hagen lately is just goes, "Daddy, Daddy." That's one of his only words. So there's a Hagen quote. Athelia, this was one of my favorite things. I haven't even told, I haven't told you this today, Zach. So the other day, we, I was getting ready to lay Hagen down for a nap, and Athelia was going to have quiet time, and then I had a meeting with Tony and Hannah. Tony is one of my bosses. Um, and Tony and Hannah were going to come to the house so that I could put the kids down and we could meet in somewhat of silence. So before I laid them down, I was like, guys, we haven't read the Bible today. We need to read the Bible. And Athelia goes, not right this minute. And I was like, yeah, right this minute. Because I said we were going to do it this morning, and I forgot. We we're going to do it right now. She goes, and I'm going to read the story. And I said, no, I'm going to read the story, and then you can read the story. Okay, well, then I'm going to get out to devotional, and I'm going to set it right here on my vanity, and I'm going to read it when you're done. And I said, okay. So we sat there. I read a story. And then Athelia goes, okay, my turn. Opens up the devotional. <laughs> And goes, and John Travolta was kind to Kennedy, which is one of her friends. And she goes, but then John Travolta moved to the Hutto house. And John Travolta was not nice. Well, he was nice to Kennedy, except Dominic. John Travolta was not nice to Dominic or Kennedy or Paige or Wexy or Miss Daniel or Mr. Matt. And then she just went on for probably two to three minutes about John Travolta and all the things he did and didn't do. This is our devotional, mind you. <laughs> and then she closes the book and says, well, now that we read about John Travolta, what's we about Jesus? <laughs> and then opens up her Bible and starts reading about the feeding of the 5,000. <laughs> it's 
just so weird <laughs> and so funny. And the only reason she knows who John Travolta is is because we listened to the song John Travolta by John Bellion. Yes. So the song is actually called JT. But anyway, that was my moment from this week. I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> and why is John Travolta in our Christian devotionals? And why is he so mean? <laughs> Don't mean to be Especially to the Hutters. I know. For goodness sakes. Come on, John Travolta. The Hutters are kind people. Anyway, that's my story. Now, a hard right turn into missions. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure John Travolta's been overseas, so it's a perfect segue. Yeah. Segway is happening right now. Um, so, side note. Zach and I traveled to Africa together. Oh, that's right. Will it be three years ago? This summer, I think. Wow. 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah. So two and a half years ago. Jeepers. Because yeah. it's 2022. Yeah, because that was the last time we went before COVID hit, and we haven't yeah. been able to take a team back yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so it'll be we... three years ago this summer. Did it three years ago. Jeepers. Wow. No, no, three years this summer, so it's only two and a half two years ago. Two and a half ago years ago right now. Cool. So it was a while ago, um, but we did get that cool overseas experience together. So I might chime in with just like certain questions based on what I know we experienced there. But really, in general, like we've brought up missions before because we were going to go into the field. Mark came and talked about his trip, though his wasn't mission based. He did talk about how it affected the way he saw like people. So if we could talk like more specifically about like for you, like why Guatemala and then what it was like for you there and Africa, but in general, like why missions and why you're drawn to it, like what, what it's changed about the way you think, things like that. For why Guatemala, I would start with just, I grew up, the church I grew up in, um, they sent a team to Guatemala starting when I was in middle school. So I just started going to Guatemala with the, my church. I went all four years of high school. Oh, cool. Um, every January. I mean, January in Michigan is not a time bad time to go to Central America either. <laughs> not going to lie sure. there. Um, Did you go with your family or was it a student trip? or? So my church growing up sends 40, a team of, they send, they actually send two year, two teams of 40 every year. Now, when I started, teams of 40 every but year. it's not all members from that church. No, but that's still, that's, that's really cool. Um, yeah. it can, they can hold up to 40. Um, wow. most of those trips would be like about half people from Moline. Okay. And then about half people from friends of people from Moline, friends of people from other around the area, other people in that area. Okay. Um, so I started going and it, the first probably five or six years, there was just one team. And then it was just like, there'd be a waiting list to go each year. So they're like, we might as well open it up wow. to two. And then this year, I think, is the first year that they haven't sent two teams. And that's just that's even, and that's more so just due to COVID and mm-hmm. issues with who can and can't enter the country and how easy it is to get in the country. And that's the only okay. reason they honestly stopped. Um, I don't know what it'll look like for them after this year. So, Did but, you guys always do the same thing? Like, what were you yeah, doing? Yeah, we went through went? an organization there where we would go into villages and the organization send, has like 40 teams a year that they take down there. Wow. I think that might be off on that number. But they take a fair number of teams each year. Mm-hmm. 
that those teams all go into the different villages in the area and go and build houses. Um, they'll build, we would build roughly 12 to 15 houses. Wow. Um, there's, I mean, they're small 12 by 12 tin okay. huts essentially, but mm. for the people there, it's a brand new house. Yeah. So we would build those for the people there. And so just going on trips like that, that's where I first fell in love with Guatemala as a whole, mm. just because of there. And then also when I was in college, I went to Kuiper College, and they send a team. So there's just another trip I forgot about earlier. But every other year, they send a team to Guatemala for mm. immersion. For like, cool. so we had essentially a three-week oh, intensive wow. class that they do every May for May terms. Okay. Um, and one of the options was a trip to Guatemala, and I'm like, well, I've been to Guatemala a bunch, so I would love to go down and do that. So I did that, and cool. so I got to see, and that was cool for me because. Well, had been down to Guatemala before. It was all with the same organization, doing the same things every time. Mm-hmm. This trip was not a mission trip. This trip was a vision trip. Okay. So we got to see a bunch of different things in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all just going to do the same thing. Not that what I was doing was bad necessarily. Sure. But yeah. I'd been to Guatemala a handful of times, but I hadn't really seen a lot of things in Guatemala. So going mm-hmm. down there, I got to see, do, it was like a good, see a bunch of different ministries that were being done down there. Okay. And it was it was a mix. Like, most of it was, like, seeing different ministries down there. But you also got to see different ministries throughout the country. Mm. So I got to see different areas in Guatemala that I didn't know beforehand. That's cool. And actually, one of the places we went was a place that, when I went back to Guatemala in 2016, was an organization I went through and worked with while I was down there. Oh, that's neat. I didn't realize that. And honestly, I didn't even realize it was I had been there until I got to the village or to the uh, town mm. just outside of Guatemala City. When I went there, when I got there for my year long there, I'm like, wait, I think I've been here before. I didn't even I hadn't even known at that point that that's that same mm. place just because that was just a quick afternoon oh, okay. that I'd seen. And we had gone on a Sunday, so I didn't see a lot of the ministries in place. OK, it was more just a missionary friend from Kuiper that lived in that area. Okay. That's the only reason we even went there that day. So mm-hmm. it was still cool because, like, I could look back at pictures. I'm like, I'd taken on Facebook. I'm like, I'd look back at pictures on Facebook. I'm like, oh, there's this person I saw. And now oh, fun. five years later, I'm living with that person's father-in-law. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Just like, and I had no idea at the person then. It's just crazy. Looking at pictures, it's amazing. So... Cool. That is so neat. I so that. what did the what did your year down there consist of? So while I was down there, I spent the first two weeks down there. So I took Spanish in high school. Okay. Um, but didn't take it super serious, especially as a freshman, because I mean, not a lot of fourteen, fifteen year old kids are necessarily taking classes as serious as they need to when they're in high school. No. Or should. Um. So like I so but I had to do some language school. So I spent two weeks in language school there just to get me, get my base back. Because I had actually done an internship in Guatemala, too, when I was in college. And lived down there for three and a half months while I was in college, too. Okay. So I had a Spanish base, but that was three years in between and three years without really speaking any Spanish. Sure. So I went down and did two weeks of refresher language school. And then moved into the community I was staying in. Um, Most of my time was... 
spent, I was a PE teacher at a school. Oh, fun. For preschool through Cute. sixth graders. Okay. Um, Spanish only school, so it was really baptism by fire with the Spanish. Got to figure it out. Yes. Um, was it hard to pick up on like the like lingo, like that? Because kids almost speak a different language. Yes. In, at least for us, is that true in Guatemala? For sure, it's still true. And like even like that was a always interesting thing. Like Spanish you learn in high school versus like Spanish in Guatemala is different than Spanish in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. And Spanish down in Argentina, South America. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, right. the accent's completely different, which, you think, well, it's Spanish, but then you look at English, like, Same English in Michigan yeah. is way different than English in the Northeast in Boston and English down in Texas. And then or Alabama. And Alabama. Australia, like, yeah. Like, and, but, like, yeah, so. It makes It was sense, definitely, yeah. it's definitely, and again, like you said, it's different, lingo was a little bit different with the kids, so it took some getting used to with that, and. Adorable. So Which was, also, Zach is an avid KidZone volunteer. Like, every week for what? Like, seven years at least, probably? Well, um, six years ago, he was in Guatemala, so. so Minus that I wouldn't year. say at least seven, since, you know, he was literally not here for. But I was doing it for, like, five years before Guatemala. See? At least seven total. Oh, oh, total. Yeah, I was yeah. talking so, about second. Closer yeah, to yeah. probably, like, ten Tony years? And Hannah, Tony and Hannah and I started in... Kid zone in 2010-ish. 12 years minus the one. So anyway, that's just... I didn't realize when you were down there you were working with kids, which is just really cool because you've been so consistent. So I was, yeah, I was teaching PE at a school in the mornings twice a week. Hmm. Um, and then I also helped out at an outreach center. The other two days plus one, I think one of the afternoons, there too. So I had so Sunday through Thursday. I mean Monday through Thursday I was dealing with that and then Friday through the organization through the um the organization I had gone down there with there was other other interns down there in Guatemala at the same time. So we got together on Fridays oh, and cool. had like um just got together, hung out and had like class. So like it was like an hour long class, kinda of debrief a little bit debriefing about what we had learned. Okay. And stuff, but also just Hmm. a little bit of to get us to see the other because like i didn't see them besides that because like i had for me it was like a 45 minute taxi ride into Guatemala mm. city where i had to where i had to meet with them so i got to see them on it was always cool just because not that i didn't love my time in guatemala but it was also to get a little bit of a taste of hmm. quote-unquote normalcy of what i had grown up with so like hmm. other english speakers that i could talk to well, because there was, there, was, there was some other people that spoke English in where I was staying. It's just with one or two other people, not. And everything else, you got to be thinking in yeah. Spanish and yeah. talking in Spanish, which gets hard when you've never spoken Spanish consistently. But <laughs> It's the best way to learn, though. Uh, like I learned, so forced I learned more in the first week I was in Guatemala than I did in four years of high school. That's and that's incredible. nothing against high school Spanish. Right. Yeah. But you like have to do it. But you like wouldn't like it's either you speak in Spanish or you don't speak. It's yeah. like yeah. Well, I probably at some point gotta learn this. <laughs> well, and it's just like it's it's not just like an hour class with like yeah, thirty minutes true. of homework or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. literally from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, you're hearing it. You have to speak it if you want to communicate, or you're trying to pick up things, or mm-hmm. it's just yeah. So yeah. that immersion is just 
And like really one of the hardest learning. things I always found about learning Spanish, especially in high school, is like when you have to conjugate the verbs, you have to be able to just do it on the fly. Yep. And when you have to start thinking in Spanish and speaking Spanish just all the time, you just gotta figure out how to do it on the fly. And that's so like being fully immersed yeah. in it. Yep. That's so cool. So besides the language, specifically from that year, what do you feel like you learned slash like what changed your life the most? What in that concentrated amount of time in the place you'd spent so much time in, but you like lived there, lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of it is just looking at, so the family I stayed with, the my host family, um, he's the pastor of the church right there. So okay. the school I worked at, like I stayed literally next door to the school and church mm-hmm. that I, the school that I worked at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's the pastor of the church. His son-in-law is the youth pastor, essentially. Okay. Um, it's a little bit different than how the setup is. And his daughter, who's married to his son-in-law, the, the, pa- the other pastor, she runs the school. Okay. And another one of his daughters ran the outreach center. Wow. So... I mean, he has five kids. The other kids were somewhat involved. Some of the other kids were somewhat involved. Some, some were, some weren't involved. Okay. At various aspects. But, like, that family basically ran everything one way or another that I was involved in in that community. Mm-hmm. So just the – and they all, like, you could see they all relied on each other. And, like, mm-hmm. we, we, they would always, like, I'd go eat with my host family, but his – daughter who's running the school Karen she would come up and eat at them every lunch eat lunch with them every day and wow. so like just the community aspect of it and just like people were over I mean as the pastor the house like a little bit but like and living right next to church if anybody had any problems they'd come over to them wow. you'd have people come over hmm. like there'd be there'd be so many times I'd come home from doing something and somebody would be sitting in the hmm. right in the main living room area and pastor would probably be talking to him and mm-hmm. about something or hmm. praying him about something or something like that. So just the community and the, that aspect of it, I grew to respect a ton in. Yeah. Wow. Obviously it's a lot different here back in Michigan because everybody lives like so much further apart too. Like I can't just go walk two blocks to, I mean, some like in general, like I just can't go walk two blocks to, and see 17 of my different friends that live all there. But you know what I mean? So yeah. it's still like the community aspect is mm. something that's I've realized the importance of having and trying to continue to build that and maintain that here in mm. Michigan too. <clears throat> yeah. And um, one thing too is at least for when we were in Nicaragua, so maybe this is different for um, Guatemala, but there weren't, there were not nearly the amount of vehicles. So you just walked everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything was closer together. And when you're walking everywhere, you're walking by people, you're walking yeah. by their house, you're walking by them because they're walking on the streets. And so it's like it allows for way more interactions. Where in America, we have like three cars for every two people or something like that, where right. it's like um, you're uh, at least maybe that was just a stat in L.A. from years ago. But it's something crazy where there's just so many cars that you're just again. well no it was an actual stat i just i broadened it to all of america um nice. well usa and not just la but in la there's three cars for every two people um 
that's not the point. Uh, <laughs> but that we would drive, we, we all drive everywhere. So we just right. drive by people. So you miss mm-hmm. that human interaction. Of just, like you said, you're even driving by somebody. Exactly. You're not talking to them. Correct. I'm not going to talk to everybody Correct. I drive by. I might talk to them, but not with them. <laughs> sure. <laughs> talk to them. That happens a lot. I hope your language is appropriate. I do think, For too, sure. Always. Of it shows, like... <laughs> Because cars are, like, more rapid in general, I feel like it just, it shows, like, the difference in the ways we live our lives, too. Like, like the pace, so, you mean? Yeah, so many other countries I've been to are far more, like, relaxed and laid back, mm-hmm. and they don't shove their schedules full, and they're in a hurry to get somewhere. They're just doing life as it comes, and I think, we're like, we're so hurried and rushed that that actually super affects the kind of community you can or can't have, like, today, like, to show up randomly at someone's house can absolutely freak them out, like, why are you here? Right. Instead of like, I'm just dropping by to either say hello or drop this off or like, I have a question. Mm-hmm. And like, now you can call someone's phone and they can see who you are and ignore you <laughs> if you need something. Like, and I'm not saying that's like right or wrong or good or bad. I actually, I do think it's better when we're not so like rushed and hurried and we're intentional about mm-hmm. the community. But the way you have to do a community here, I feel like, is you have to push for intentionality differently. Mm-hmm. Right, we're there, it just comes more naturally. Yeah, like, honestly, yeah. like I made the joke earlier about time being relative, but like there, like church started at nine o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. There was nobody there at nine o'clock. Everybody just kind of meandered their way in, and it was like like stuff starts start times. I mean, like for school, school started at a certain time. School started at a certain time. Okay, so they had certain things that they had to be punctual about, but. Like, if you were, like, if somebody was, like, you come to church a little bit late and it's mm-hmm. like, well, I was talking to somebody on the way and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Like, there's not any issue with that. I love that. And, like, like you were saying earlier, like, I don't, I never drove a car one time while I was down there. I never drove. I rode in people's cars. I would say I took a taxi if I had to go in town because it's a half hour, 40 minutes by taxi. Not walking there. Um, <laughs> but I would walk to the outreach center. It'd be, like, a 20, 25-minute walk every day, but I'd walk to the outreach center and then... Hmm take a taxi back up because it's 20 minute walk downhill I'm not walking back up the hill but <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> how big was the town or um so so like in terms of number of people like i don't i'm terrible at judges of stuff like this but <laughs> okay i didn't know if it was, right, there like, was a stat you remembered like when we visited Masatepe, i just remember it was a 40,000 person community so um i don't know off the or was it 20 Maybe Marion was forty thousand. Look at me. Maybe maybe it was twenty. Clue. Anyways, I don't know off the top of my head how that's big fine. it was, no, but um. Okay. Well, that's that's right. That's right. I was just curious, just for yeah. I just felt like, um, it was probably because like so essentially the the place where I stayed was essentially a suburb of Guatemala City, um, and that suburb had. Two parts. There was Santa Catarina Panula, which okay. um, you said that very well. Well done. I felt like I said it terrible. My Spanish. I feel like my accent's terrible. Like I'm very good. I feel it like my Spanish is, level is. But it sounds good to us. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm my still working on like a very Spanish, so. white American person speaking Spanish. That's okay. how I feel like yeah. it does. That's fair. Um, That's probably real. <laughs> but and then I listen to other. And then I listen like myself talking. Like man, I sound terrible. But. <laughs> I also feel like, but I still, I feel like I still have my Spanish base there. But, um, but what was I talking about? Where you lived, like what the population oh, was. So like, so there's essentially two parts to it. Um, 
There was actually Panula, which mm -hmm. is down below. Okay. And then up above it, there was El Publico, which is Little Town, which is just like a little separated section of it. And we st I stayed up there. Okay. But one of the outreach, outreach centers was down in the main town. Okay. So I would walk down there. Um, like I said, it's like a 15-minute walk, 15, 20-minute walk to get okay. there. And then, but if, like, it's probably a mile and a half. Okay. So I would do that, and then I would ride back up but um so yeah it was just like but even then like the community was much more mm. intentional in your community mm -hmm. and being around and like you just knew everybody like mm -hmm. if i was with other family members like they knew everybody mm. yep i love that we're but, here we ignore a lot of people excuse me yeah do i mean like yeah i live next to i've lived in my house now for um, almost two years, and I don't really feel like I probably know either of my neighbors. Hmm. And that's mostly my fault, but you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but like, also, like, it's, it's, it's just it's a the way it is. structure, too. It's like, like yes, yeah. I haven't, it's my fault. I haven't reached out to meet them. Mm -hmm. But it's, I mean, they haven't reached out to me, meet me either. Yeah. So it's not like it's, it's still like I need to do the work, honestly, sure. to do it. But. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's a strange, like, cultural thing, too, mm -hmm. when it's like acceptable, and yet, like, when you're wanting to be intentional about, community or just even being like a light right where you're like i want to know my neighbors so i know my neighbors and like know mm -hmm. yeah it like know how to bridge that community but it is it's also strange like in your situation i feel like this is not a cop-out like or for you to justify like not doing things but since you work on night shift your your world in general is just different because mm -hmm. then you're working when people are sleeping and so by the time you go home most people are at work so that, like, changes the kind of community mm -hmm. yeah. you can even, like, in, <laughs> intentionally right. pursue. Or, like, yeah, or, like, or, like, I get home from work and they're not going to be either, either depending on how busy we are at work. Sometimes I'll get home from work right as they're leaving for work mm -hmm. or yeah. an hour or two before they get home from work. Like, But even if you get home early like, from work, they're, like, waking up having breakfast. Or, yeah, You're not, not going like, to go, like, knock on their door and be like, hey, you got I some huevos I can, uh, I can have for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, for real, like I'm not gonna go knock on my neighbor's door. Exactly. I think it'd be an issue if I went and knocked on my neighbor's door at five in the morning when I got home. Probably. I don't think that would go they over. They probably very well. wouldn't yeah. like you very much. Yeah. You wouldn't be <laughs> it's neighbors not for the long. Way to spread the love. Yeah. But that the whole time thing though, that was something that like so I'm one, I'm very punctual. Um but two, that was I something that we had it to learn. Took a lot of <laughs> it me, like like for work. Like if I'm or for anything, like if I'm not fifteen minutes early, I feel like I'm running behind. Yeah. Wow. In general. <laughs> it was just, made like, to live in Guatemala or yeah. Africa or Well, when we were, look, like, we visited Rome, like, I remember our, the people kind of, like, leading us through the vision trip, they were talking about that. They're like, yeah, if you say you're going to meet someone at the, the cafe at 10, that means, like, I'm grabbing my coat in my house. Like, I'm grabbing my coat off the coat rack at 10 to meet you there. And then if on my walk or on the... The bus, I run into a friend and we talk for 30 minutes. That's socially perfectly acceptable. So it might be mm -hmm. 1045 by the time you actually see them for your 10 o'clock meeting. But that's, and okay, that's normal the because the other person too. did the same exact thing. Yeah. So right. Whereas here, if like if you have a 10 o'clock meeting and you're not there at like 10 or 3, like forget about it. Yeah, you're, you're texting. So no, I'd be like, hey, right. just making sure you're on your way. Like, <laughs> I start to get worried after like 15 minutes is when I'm like, I should probably... Unless you're Daniel Boone. Hey, Dan Boone. One time he was like an hour late to meet me, but that's the way Dan Boone does his life when he's like meeting with people. 
So it's also like when you know you're meeting a certain person who's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's probably doing a freedom appointment right now. At, at about an hour, I get like, are, are you okay? <laughs> just, I don't care. Yeah, hey, we don't need to meet anymore, yeah, but are you alive? Or you can alive? still come, but just yeah. I just want to know you're okay. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm definitely either the person who's running behind because, well, now littles, but also just like meeting with people. So I don't like, I just don't sweat it when other people are late. It's literally That's like funny. no worries. I legitimately have like so five I told you minutes. I was going like, to be here at three-ish today. And no, I yeah, texted you at like three... Three o'clock. I said I'll be there at like three thirty. You didn't. Okay, that's good. Not a problem. <laughs> no, yeah. I told Athelia, Zach's gonna be a little bit late, and she goes, "Well, is he still coming this afternoon?" Like she was nervous you weren't coming at all. I was like, "Oh yeah, just a little bit late. Like it's not a big deal." No, it doesn't. Just doesn't phase me. Yeah. So anyway, that was not what that was supposed to be about. I'm sorry. But yeah, we were talking about time. What do you What do you mean? That's I don't somewhere? know. I feel like I hijacked it, and now I don't know what we were. I mean, you like about. to hijack things, but it was on a similar. <laughs> So, um, anyways, so, so what's like, what is either one thing that just like stands out to you or, and I'm sure there's many things, but what's one thing that like jumps to mind or stands out as like, this was just a huge takeaway or like, this is something I literally felt like changed or challenged on coming back from Guatemala Mm -hmm. through that year or any one of your trips. Is there a specific moment or? Um, one thing, like, one of the things I also saw, and it was just a challenge to me to be better at this myself, but, like, um, the mom of the house I was staying at. Yeah. Like, every morning, she was in the Word. Mm. Like, every morning, like, I see her open her Bible, reading her Bible, praying. Like, they had stuff going on at the church most nights a week. Mm. times like they'd be off at the church and they'd be off like be there prayer night some night at church or they'd have people over because she'd have people over for something like that but just the intentionality of continually being in the word continually trying to grow your faith mm. and grow stronger in your faith yeah. it's something I strive for and I know I've had talks with you guys I know specifically you Haley about this but like it's like I'm like I feel like just with kind of like what we are talking about a little earlier too is like life just gets busy. Like it's so easy to get so busy here in the U.S. and like put things on the back burners and sometimes it's like but you need like making sure you put the right things first. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were talking with Athalia earlier this week and even though you had a your John Bible lesson about Javon Volta but <laughs> <laughs> um, a little skewed in our theology, but but still, like yeah, trying to make sure you're like, no, this needs to happen. Yeah, and yeah. making sure that continues to happen, and mm. stop saying like, oh, I'll get that in a little bit, and then all of a sudden, I need to leave for work, and like, well, I guess it didn't happen today. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's a really good reminder. For sure, it's really good. Now I need to know, how's the food in Guatemala? Depends what you eat. <laughs> okay. Um, Did you like Guatemalan food? Yes. Okay. For the most part, yes. There was a couple things I didn't like. Yep. I personally, I don't really like tamales. Okay. That's sad for you. <laughs> it is sad. Because <laughs> um, that's a big thing. Okay. Um, and another thing we had while I was down there that I didn't know what I was having until I was eating it. Okay. Was uh, cow brain. Oh. Whoa. What was that Breaded like? Breaded cow brain. 
breaded. So I didn't know what it was until yeah. I took a bite out of it, and then I looked down, and the bread even fell off, and I go, yeah, I'm not hungry anymore. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a brain. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, that's um, amazing. You could, like, tell. I would have probably guessed it was calamari, I think. And I also, like, not a calamari fan either, but that's beside the point. And so it's just... That's the craziest thing I ate down there. But like in general, the food was really good. Um, there's a chicken place down there, Pollo Comparo. It's the best fried chicken oh. I've ever had. Ooh. And like, if I go to Guatemala, it's the first place I'm gonna That's stop to get food. Even though it's like a fast food, even though it's a fast food restaurant. Yep. It's there's just as many Pollo Comparos down there as as there are McDonald's and stuff like oh, that. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. It's still. It's the first place I go. Oh. I need that's to. Awesome. That's like I need to make sure I get that while I'm down there. Yeah. That's awesome. Sounds so good. Hey, what would be your, like, of all the countries you've been to, what would be that for you? Out of all of them? Okay, <laughs> let's just pick either England or Italy. England what would be or the, Italy? Yeah, what oh. would be, like, the, oh, man, this is the first thing I got to get food-wise when I hit the ground? Okay, if I was in England, it would be fish and chips, but not necessarily from a certain spot. Because I don't think I ate fish and chips from the same spot more than once. That's true. But we do need to try that place that Phil Rosenthal did and somebody if you feel. Yes. Phil Rosenthal, if you're listening to this. Buddy, someday. Come on. Come to Grand Rapids. We'll take you. Let's go. I really want him to hear this podcast at some point. <laughs> Just keep shouting out. We can talk about so many different things like food and he's Jewish. Maybe he can teach us some great things about Jewish yeah, culture. Yeah, he's Jewish. I've been trying to learn about more things about Judaism, so that'd be really cool. Anyways, um, and in Rome, two two things came to mind. Either like that pizza place. I mean, you're in Italy; it's got to be pizza, right? <laughs> well, there was like for me, it's actually uh, Stracciatella gelato. Oh, this is so good! I didn't even think about gelato. I was literally thinking dinner. So uh, either there's like a pizza place. They had these big columns outside. It was like traditional Italian pizza. Oh, yeah, the, the thinner, pizza. yeah, yeah, the thinner Christmas. That place or the lasagna we had at the tunnel was the best lasagna I have ever lasagna. had. Like, it's not even what we have lasagna-wise here in the States. It, like, can't even be called lasagna compared to that. It, like, it can. Was, no, it's just, no, it's it like... It pales each, in comparison. Well, it might pale, but it's still... It's, like, basically the same thing. It's just every layer it was done to perfection. Like, every the, layer the of lasagna was noodle was al dente. And, yes, the and flavor homemade. of the pasta. Like, but yes, that gelato yeah. place in the one, like, piazza we went to at night... Do you remember that? It was like a bigger piazza. That gelato was amazing. I don't know. I'm such a foodie that it's not like yeah. one thing from like all the places I've been to. Yeah. And if I had to answer that, I'd legit need like a week just to think about all the things <laughs> that I've had. And, yes. Hmm. I don't know. In the end, most food you can't go wrong with. So It's very true. It's true. And we love like cultural Especially foods. when you're going to yeah. other cultures and yeah. trying other cultural love foods. It. Yes. Love yeah. it. Or remember when we were in Nicaragua, we went to that place. What was it called? Not a paella. A pupusa? Pupusa. Pupusa. Those are. Whoa. Those are so <laughs> voice changed so Pupusas are so good. There's so a pupusa here. Like, oh three, four miles from my house. I don't go there near as often as I need to. Mm. But. In Grand Rapids house? Yes. Pupusas. Next date night. Pupusas. That sounds fun. That's just you a remember, fun name to say. Remember when we had legit euros from the 
that in Greek Greece. was it brother and sister or were Something they a couple? Like that. But they were some yeah some sort of family. But they were from Greece and they they had moved across the water and had opened in, in Italy. Rome. So you're talking about? Mm-hmm. They also had legit heroes in Greece. Well, yeah, oh. you went to Greece. I haven't been to Greece. But. Oh, and there was these. Oh my word! So I'm actually trying to food. think of like the my favorite food item I've ever had overseas, like cultural food item, and I I can't. I mean, we had some good. I don't know about favorite food item. One of my favorite, the meals I'll always forget is I don't remember the place. You'll always forget. I'll always remember. (laughs) That I'll never forget. Um, I don't remember the name of the place. But when we were in South Africa, that last day, when we went all the chicken place. No, not the chicken place. But on our way after the safari, we all went to that one place. And then I don't know if you were at was my it, table or not. Was it in <gasps> Joburg? Oh or my in, gosh! Were you at my table yes. with that? I when don't it was me know. and you. It was me and Bo- I know it was me and Boone. No, and because Todd. you guys all ordered something that we wanted, but by the we time the they table got through the table, didn't necessarily. Um, we separated ourselves from the table that was probably the people more likely to get in trouble on the trip. Realistically, okay. um, was that what happened? But you guys, but, like, oh, you, oh, we that was all good food. So there's basically a lot of wild game and stuff like that. Like yep. stuff you're never going to eat yep. here like in the U.S. Like kudu and like... So basically what our table's decision buffalo. was, we're going buffet style. Yeah. And we all ordered something different on the menu. Yep. And then you shared it. And then we all just... So we could all have... Because we're like, I'm never going to eat any of this stuff again. Yep. So I don't want to try just one of these things. So yep. there was so a group good. of like six or seven of us, and we all just ordered different things on it. And we all... That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that place was so good. Yeah. So, like, that's one of those, I don't know specifically if there was a certain dish on there that was, like, oh, that's way better than the rest of them. But it was just, like, that idea of, like, we all just tried it. It was just so much fun because, like, we had had a good time on that trip. We had a lot of fun. There was different things happened, but we had a lot of fun on that trip. Yeah, that was And it was a really good group of people. It really was. It really was. And I, is there anything, like, Guatemala versus Africa that you experienced that was, like, Hmm. Africa pulled up this same thing or this was completely different? I mean, the first thing I wanted to do new. when I started talking to people there was speaking Spanish because that's just the only. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm, like, I'm do in that. another country. Let me speak to you in the only other language that I know. <laughs> nope, that's not the right thing. I didn't do that at all. But there were multiple times I almost started to talk. I'm like, nope, can't do that. <laughs> that's gonna make zero sense to anyone here that's at awesome. all. Um, that's hilarious. But no, sorry. What was your actual question? No, yeah, things like that. <laughs> like whether it's culturally, like what was similar versus different. Like the time thing is very similar. Like church starts at 1030, but not really kind yeah, of thing. No. Um, or like, it's just very relational based, but like what experientially, like what was the like same ish. And then what was super different that you're like, wow, Africa pulled this up or out in me or taught me this. And I didn't expect that. Um, without, I mean, maybe one of the first things that always comes to my mind, and maybe this is just a cliche Christian coming back from a mission trip answer, but <laughs> how thankful you are for what you have here yeah, and how blessed we really are. Obviously, those are there's a lot of difference between Guatemala and South Africa and Swaziland or Eswatini, but they're both third world countries. So, like, it's just the cultural standpoint is, like, there's just they they're just at a lower mm. end of the uh, so it's just like that whole side of things to so be how thankful for I am I am for what I have here and um so that's one of them but so that's like that's the first main thing I think of but just mm. 
the biggest thing, and it was a little bit this way too in South Africa and our trip to Africa, um, was like I talked about a little bit earlier, just the community aspect. Yeah. Um, and part of that community for us was uh, 12 of us mm-hmm. or 12 of us roughly that were on that trip, how close we are together. Like I still see some of those people every, like every weekend when I see Chris, say hi to Chris. Yeah. Um, juice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just but there's some, some friendships from that trip that I've gained from that trip. And those trips, just friendships, relationships you have from those trips that, yeah. like, changed me for the better for my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just those relationships, that community, yeah. and relationships with people there. I mean, a little bit South Africa, but more so Guatemala, that one, just because I was there for a year. Sure. Some relationships I have there that, like, I know I could go back and I could see them and hang out with them. And it would be hmm. just like friends from college. You see them. You haven't seen them in two years yeah and you see him and you're like like you pick up right where you left off yeah that's so so cool there really is something so like (laughs) i don't want to say foundational in a relationship but it can be in a unique way when you like live with people whether Mm -hmm. that's like for a whole year or and you're like actually living in their house you just spend enough time with them that you get to know each other that well or the fact that the 12 of us got close and we only lived together for like two weeks, but you're doing everything together. Right. And part of that is too, it's like not, you're not leaving yeah. each day to go to work for Correct. eight you're hours and then coming back. everything yeah. together. Like, you wake up. Yeah. Or like, I mean, in, when we were in South Africa, in Swaziland, they were like, our room was a room of five guys. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Like, so then, yeah, you're literally yeah. sleeping in the same room. Yep. You're doing hard things like literally sweating while you're building things but then you're like laughing together and caring for people and crying together like there's just you're bonded in so many different layers mm-hmm. that it, yeah. it does like if you never saw those people again you have these certain these certain memories you only have with those people it's just like mm-hmm. really special i feel like i still have that randomly like god will be bring like random people to mind that i haven't seen in like 10 years that i went to my first africa trip with like hmm. and i probably mm-hmm. will never see them again but we had like we had these two weeks together where we had the same moments and we lived together. And like, mm-hmm. there's just something cemented that like, if I saw them, we would have like a different bond than, than anyone yeah. else. Like, it's just a really cool, For sure. it's a really cool, special thing to do, especially when you're doing that. Like, <coughs> I think it can Jeez. happen at like camps and stuff too. Yeah. But when mm-hmm. you're like somewhere that's completely outside your norm, I also feel like that bonds you together differently mm-hmm. because you're like, mm-hmm. You're dependent or in a camps different are way. Like, I think go back like when I was in high school, some different like weekend retreats I'd go on, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like you go weekend retreats, like some of those people you will never ever see again. Yeah. But you still have like for me, like one of the retreats I went on, it was like just like a it was a bunch of not wasn't through my church or anything like that, but it was just like a weekend Christian retreat. Like mm. you have those relationships with people. That you guys talk to different things and like we're splitting a group of like seven or eight people, different small groups in the thing. And like mm-hmm. I remember some of the conversations we have in that and that was 2008, 2009. So that was yeah. 13, 14 years, 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it's just some of the things like I haven't seen in some of those people. And honestly, mm-hmm. probably haven't thought about them in years. Yeah. But just talking about it now, it's just like some of those foundational conversations memories that you have that it was only like a weekend with those people but like mm. changed my life forever yeah. yeah that's really cool yeah 
That is cool. Well, thanks so much for joining the podcast. Yeah, nice twelve minute podcast. Uh, Forty five times three. <laughs> I mean, four, basically four and a half. Basically four. Uh, I didn't actually see what time we started. I think it was around eight ten. So, anyways, but thanks for taking time. Yeah. Willingly or unwillingly, jumping on the podcast. Willingly. So. Okay, we didn't cool. tell you we have literally taped him to the chair. So That's <laughs> correct. She's joking. Uh, for anyone no, out no. there listening. Um, <laughs> yeah. <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and we're all uh, we love <laughs> we love other cultures and travel, and so it's fun to talk about this type of thing. So yeah, thanks for sharing your experience. Yeah, yeah it was really cool. Yeah, it was fun. Adios. Good. All right. Later, everybody. Have a great week.